Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna, and I am taking you through to 9:30 this morning. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. You can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so look us up. On those social media platforms,、uh, thank you to Annie McLaughlin for another wonderful Solidarity Breakfast show.、Um, that last track that she played on her way out was、uh, "Crime and Corruption" by Lucky Doob.、Um, uh, yeah. We in the second part of the program.、Uh, hopefully, I will have an interview、uh, with Benji Velasco. He is from the Partido Mangagawa, which is the Labor Party of the Philippines.、Um, He's in Australia at the moment, attending a sociology conference. But he is a comrade.、Uh, he is one of the comrades we worked with on the Philippines Airlines dispute many years ago. A few of you might remember that.、Um, but we AAWL co-hosted with a couple of other organisations, Bayan and、uh, Red Ant. We hosted a public meeting on the issue of red tagging of communists in the Philippines. So where Benji was one of the key. Note speakers at that、um, public meeting, and we'll be speaking to him in the second part of the show,、uh, just about that issue.、Um, he does tell me though he is on a train to Pakenham or from Pakenham in whichever direction, so、uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. But first up. Um, news from around the region, and we're going to start in Bangladesh, where a union leader has been murdered at a garment factory on Sunday. Shahidul Islam Shahid, an organizer for the Bangladesh Garment and Industrial Workers Federation, was murdered outside a garment factory in Gazipur on Dhaka's outskirts. The BGIWF, that is the Bangladesh Garment and Industrial Workers Federation, had been mediating for workers at the Prince Jakarta Sweater Factory, who'd not been paid for two months and had received assurances from the owners that the workers would be paid on the Sunday before Eid Eid Al Adha holiday. When payment did not happen, Shahid and three other organisers attended the factory to speak to management. When no representatives from management turned up for the meeting, Shahid addressed the workers, stating that they would take their grievances to the Department of Factory Inspection and Establishment the next day. As the organisers were leaving the factory, they were set upon by a dozen men who severely beat them, killing Shahid. In the days following. Workers across the ready-made garment industrial estate staged protests, calling for justice for what was clearly an organised murder. The police are yet to make any arrests, despite at least six of the attackers being identified by witnesses. And organisers are still missing in Myanmar. Ten organisers at the Hosheng Myanmar factory in Yangon are still missing, nearly two weeks after they were arrested by members of the military junta. The organisers have been negotiating a pay rise with company representatives in a junta-controlled government office when they were first detained on June 14, with several others being arrested later.
Since their arrest, all of the organisers have been held incommunicado with no indication of what, if any, legal process they're facing. Across the city at another garment factory, Sun Apparel Myanmar, which makes clothing for the German brand Jayco, more than 60 workers have been dismissed after going into hiding to avoid repercussions for organising a demonstration for a wage increase on the 6th of June. Campaigners are calling for an end to Western companies' manufacturing under the junta. And in South uh, South Korea, there are calls to lower the minimum wage for migrant workers. The Korean Enterprise Federation, a business lobby group, has called upon the government to lower the minimum wage for migrant workers who work in shipbuilding. Currently, workers on the E7 visa, which is for foreign recruitment, are paid wages adjusted to 80% of the country's gross national income from the previous year. This year, the government allowed a drop to 70% of GNI for E7 visa holders working for small to medium-sized shipbuilding companies for the next three years. The KEF, the Korean Enterprise Federation, is lobbying for a further reduction in wages for foreigners in the shipbuilding sector, arguing that the current economic situation caused by sanctions against Russia, Korea's largest shipbuilding client, justifies this. The KEF have deflected criticism, saying that if foreign workers are willing to do overtime, they can still earn more than domestic workers, which critics claim will only contribute to worker fatigue and unsafe workplaces. Migrant workers are still denied the right to form or join unions, even though they're technically permitted to do so under Korean law. And in Turkey, an opposition TV channel editor has been arrested. The editor-in-chief of Tele One, an opposition news channel in Turkey, was arrested on Tuesday for criticising the judicial process around the detention of PKK leader Abdullah Ocalan, or Ocalan rather. Merdan Yanardang commented on Ocalan's detention in a broadcast last week where he described the PKK leader as Turkey's longest-serving political prisoner and arguing that his present detention currently has no legal basis. Yanardag, a veteran socialist whose activism led to his arrest in the 1980 coup, has been charged with praising crime and a criminal and promoting propaganda for a terrorist organisation. Tele One is noted for its secular and left-wing editorial policy and was shut down for three days in 2022 following an interview with a Workers' Party MP who described the Department of Religious Affairs as a political Islamist tool. Ocalan has been in solitary confinement since his arrest in 1999 and his sentence has changed over the years from execution to 20 years imprisonment to life imprisonment. And in the Philippines, 11 journalists made redundant by Sunstar Publishing Incorporated scored a win this week when the National Labor Relations Commission ordered that their former employer pay the wages and benefits owed to them. The journalists had worked for two Sunstar publications in Mindanao that were discontinued in 2020. The workers had launched legal action against their former employer in February 2021, but had been hampered by the, by the merging of the company with another organisation, as well as a deliberately complex corporate structure, making it difficult for the courts to determine which organisation was responsible for paying these workers. 
Advocates for the 11 journalists have said that the victory is an important step for workers facing similar difficulties in pursuing unpaid wages and benefits, and added that they hope the ruling would act as a wake-up call to businesses in the Philippines which are trying to avoid their responsibilities to workers. And our last story this morning comes from PNG, where the government moves the goalposts in the Bougainville referendum. The PNG government has reversed a previous decision that would have required only a simple majority of MPs, 60 out of 118 in the federal parliament, to ratify the independence of Bougainville. Now, an absolute majority will be required, meaning two-thirds of MPs would need to approve independence. (coughs) Excuse me. Members of the Autonomous Bougainville Administration have called this move a unilateral decision by Port Moresby to prevent Bougainville from separating. As part of a peace agreement that ended the War of Independence in Bougainville, a non-binding referendum was held in 2019 in which 97% of residents voted for independence. A report into independence is due to be tabled in the PNG Parliament this year, with a parliamentary vote on the future status of Bougainville to take place before the end of 2025. The PNG government is reluctant to give up the resource-rich province and is likely to seek ways in which to prevent it from happening, regardless of whether such moves are within the spirit of the peace agreement or not. And that is news from around the region. We're going to go do some community announcements and then our feature interview for the morning. I will remind you that we're still trying to raise money for Radiothon. I'm going to play some announcements now about how you can pay up. Uh, But please uh, don't forget to donate generously to 3CR's Radiothon. You probably missed the cutoff now for the 2022-23 tax return, but anything you pay over $2 is tax deductible and you can put that in next year's tax return. Leaps and Bounds Music Festival is warming up winter in Yarra. Don't miss the Archie Roach Foundation presenting Singing Our Futures, a fundraiser with Emma Donovan, Kiwak Kennel and Kian at the Corner Hotel. Explore the program by visiting the website lbmf.com.au. Leaps and Bounds, 13th to 16th of July. Yarra City Council is a 3CR supporter. Hello, listeners. I'm Kelly. I'm Katie. We are starting a new program called Hong Kongology here on 3CR. We are bringing you alternative perspectives on current affairs, cultural events, and community news about Hong Kong within and beyond the city. Hong Kongology is on air every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., starting on the 6th of July. Our shows will be in English, Cantonese, or a mix of both languages. Follow us on Instagram at Hong Kongology 3CR for more details. See you there. Hi, I'm Sina. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents and I'm Giselle Hanna. I did promise you that I'd play an announcement about how to pay your Radiothon. Unfortunately, that announcement didn't work, so I apologise. Just go to the 3CR website or the w's.3cr.org.au and the details on how to pay your Radiothon contribution will be found at that site.
But coming up now, I am pleased to say I do have Benji Velasco with me. He is from Partido Mangagawa, the um, Labor Party of the Philippines. Uh, He's visiting Australia at the moment, attending a sociology conference. But more importantly, we're working together on the issue of red tagging. Welcome, Benji. Thanks so much. Hi, Giselle, and uh, hello, good day to your listeners. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Benji, we have been covering extensively on the program the increased intensity of the red tagging campaign in the Philippines, not just, of of course, under the current Marcos government, but also under Duterte as well. What can you tell us about this increased intensity of red tagging? Yeah, in the Philippines we call red tagging... uh, uh, the accusations by government, sometimes even by uh, uh, private actors accusing activists, including trade unionists, uh, labor leaders, of being uh, involved in the armed insurgency. And of course, that, uh, that red tagging leads to, at the very least, harassment and at many times even leads to killings. Under Duterte, we did see that um, the the cover for um, the murder of communists was this supposed war on drugs. Has that rhetoric dropped away completely and is it just far more blatant now that communists, activists, unionists are being targeted? Well, uh, under the new administration of Bongbong Marcos, the war on drugs has in uh, practice although not necessarily in uh, policy, been dropped. So the daily, nightly killings of uh, people in alleged to be drug addicts or involved in the drug trade have basically stopped. Okay? But uh, however, what has continued and even worsened has been uh, targeted harassment, arrests, and even killings of activists involved in uh, human rights, environmental uh, issues, and also uh, trade unions. And that, that has even worse. And it's, and it's being basically uh, launched as part of uh, a program or project to uh, quell the armed insurgency. So the war on drugs have stopped, but now it's really anti-insurgency. I mean, is there an active insurgency to speak of to to even warrant the claims that uh, that's what red tagging is about? Well, there there is indeed an armed insurgency led by uh, the communist part of the Philippines and its armed wing, the New People's Army. But uh, what the, the people who have been killed are actually activists working. Uh, in uh, advocacies that are by law, entirely and legitimately legal. And the Philippines is signatory to uh, not just United Nations Human Rights Conventions, but International Labor Organization uh, uh, treaties that guarantee and, uh, uh, all these fundamental rights from freedom of association, collective bargaining, to freedom of speech. What impact is this practice having on the development and growth of political activity? I'm talking specifically trade union activity and environmentalism and social justice movements. What's the impact it's having? 
No, it has uh, had a real impact. There, are, of course, uh, because of uh, red tagging, there have been uh, uh, unions that have been uh, forced to disaffiliate from alleged uh, communist organizations. And at times, because uh, activists have been visited at home or uh, read that publicly or sent threatening messages, they have uh, dropped off or uh, went abroad. Although, of course, the, the vast majority are still continuing the struggle, but really feeling the brunt. And even at the community level, there are dozens and dozens of instances where uh, ordinary citizens are gathering, meeting, holding education seminars, or meeting to talk about uh, issues of housing, issues of LGBT rights, issues of uh, campus of academic freedom, and they have been uh, basically harassed by the police, sometimes forced to disperse. So these are rights-claiming activities, but are being alleged to be part of the armed insurgency. Australia is implicated a little bit, obviously not directly involved, but Australia supports um, and is an ally with the government of the Philippines. It provides military aid to the Philippines. Are you able to give us a bit more detail about Australia's support for the Philippines? Well, Australia does provide military aid to the Philippines. Uh, it's not an insignificant amount, although it does pale to, for example, uh, uh, aid that is with military aid provided by the United States, which is just um, not surprising given the colonial relationship between uh, the former colonial relationship between the Philippines and the U.S. But uh, it's important in terms of solidarity for Australian uh, trade unions or human rights organizations to uh, put pressure on the Australian government and for that military state to stop because it is being used basically for uh, repression. Uh, in the Philippines, repression is openly directly done by security forces. It's not really done through the mediation of paramilitary organizations or private actors, although they, there are private actors who would, who would do uh, red tagging publicly, but uh, threat, threats of arrest, forced disaffiliations, killings, even killings, and I say this, even killings are done openly by security personnel, although it is rationalized by the narrative that, well, this activist tried to fight back, and so we shot them dead, which is basically the same narrative on in the war on drugs. In many, many political movements across the world, left-wing political movements, there are obviously a number of divisions that keep us divided, keep us fighting amongst ourselves. The Philippines is no different. Has this issue of red tagging, though, um, served to bring some solidarity between different um, political tendencies and perspectives on the left in the Philippines? Yes, indeed. The Philippines is similar to other countries in Asia where there's different uh, political groups and for a long time has been uh, uh, fragmented and divided and couldn't get their so-called 
like acts together. But now, because every group is uh, feeling the iron hand of repression, there's really uh, cooperation and warm relations between older groups that we need to uh, fight together. I would say other groups are feeling the brunt of the repression, but every group knows that uh, it's, it's the whole movement that is at stake. The fate of the labor movement, the human rights organizations, and all those working on justice from environment to uh, student rights. Well, Benji, uh, as we mentioned in the public meeting the other day, um, we will be, AAWL will be supporting various campaigns to stop red tagging and we look forward to working with you on that in the future. Thank you so much for joining us on the program this morning. Was there anything you wanted to add? Yes, just in closing, let me say that indeed uh, solidarity is very important in order to... Uh, uh, bring the campaign to stop red dog in the Philippines uh, to a successful conclusion. It's real, It's a real threat, maybe even an existential threat to the labor movement and to other uh, social justice organizations. And so from Australia, and especially the question of military aid to security forces in the Philippines is uh, one key pressure point, and I hope we can work on that. Thank you so much, Benji. Uh, thank you to Giselle, and again, uh, a good day to all your listeners. That was Benji Velasco from Partido Mangagawa, the Labour Party of the Philippines, talking about red tagging and our campaign, our upcoming campaign to work towards ending um, or bringing a stop to that. If you do want to get in touch with us, if you want to be involved in that campaign, give us a ring on 0411054859. You can also email us at aawl at aawl.org.au. Some community announcements and then a track. Australia's energy market is broken. Right, but co-power gives you better energy? Nope, no retailer can control where the electrons they buy off the grid come from. But as a co-power member, you can vote on where 100% of revenue goes. So instead of corporate profit, your energy bill builds the world you want to be a part of. That's cool. Learn more about the solidarity economy and co-power today and take the power back. Victorian energy fact sheets and basic plan information documents are available at cooperativepower.org.au. For clear advice on the right plan for you, contact us on 03 9068 6036. A 3CR supporter. Send me no more letters Nor ask me how I'm going It might make you feel better But it's none of your business knowing It's none of your business now You say you regret it And hope we can be friends You really just don't get it None of this business can mend It's none of your business now Once we had the 
Socialism Conference, A World Beyond Capitalism, is on the first weekend of July. Activists from around the world will gather at Victorian Trades Hall to discuss the intersection between the ecological, economic and political crises of our time. The event is open to everyone, so come along and be part of the struggle for a better world. Find out more information on panels and speakers and get your tickets today at ecosocialism.org.au. A 3CR supporter. It is 27 minutes past nine o'clock. You're on Community Radio 3CR. That does bring us to the end of another Asia-Pacific Currents for another Saturday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We will be back next Saturday morning from nine o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. I'm going to go out with Workers United by I and then uh, Palestine Remembered is up next. United, never be defeated. Work is united, we'll overcome. Work is united, never be defeated. Work is united, we'll overcome. Work is united, never be defeated. We are the people who make things run. Work is united, never be defeated. Protect your rights that were hard fought and won. Stand up and fight for workers' autonomy We are the engines of the economy Those who are poor are in a minority Shout let it out cause we want equality You can make a difference to help fix the world All you have to do is believe in yourself We celebrate our great diversity This is the strength of workers' solidarity Workers united, never be defeated We are the people who make this right Workers united, never be cheated Protect your rights that were hard 
workplace injury. Bosses who think our lives are cheap. Make them feel the pain of worker solidarity. Stand up, unite, you know, don't turn your cheek. Fight for the right for fair compensation. Fight for the right for better education. Equality, dignity, justice for all. We want it now and we'll have it all. Power to the people. That's a corporation. Move politicians. For the right for self-determination Don't put an end to casualization Stand up and fight to return job security Each to the need from each their ability Don't let them chip away our civil liberty Fight with the power of workers' unity Workers united, never be defeated We are the people who make things run Workers United, never be cheated. Workers United, never be cheated. Protect your rights, that were hard bottom one. Workers United, we are the people. Never be defeated. Workers United, we'll overcome. Workers United, we are the people. Never be defeated. Workers United, we'll overcome.